Alrighty, good morning everyone. Welcome to this Tuesday morning. Our psalm for this morning is Psalm chapter 17. In the shadow of your wings, a prayer of David. So we're going to read it through and then jump into it. Hear a just cause, O Lord, attend to my cry. Give ear to my prayer from lips free of deceit. From your presence let my vindication come. Let your eyes behold the right. You have tried my heart. You have visited me by night. You have tested me and you will find nothing. I have purposed that my mouth will not transgress. With regards to the works of man, by the word of your lips I have avoided the ways of the violent. My steps have held fast to your paths. My feet have not slipped. I call upon you, for you will answer me, O God. Incline your ear to me, hear my words. Wondrously show your steadfast love, O Saviour of those who seek refuge from the adversaries at your right hand. Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings from the wicked who do me violence, my deadly enemies who surround me. They close their mouths to pity, with their mouths they speak arrogantly. They have now surrounded our steps, and they set their eyes to cast us to the ground. He is like a lion eager to tear, as a young lion lurking in ambush. Arise, O Lord, confront him, subdue him. Deliver my soul from the wicked by your sword. From men by your hand, O Lord, from men of the world whose portion is in this life. You fill their womb with treasure, they are satisfied with children, and they leave their abundance to their infants. But as for me, I shall behold your face in righteousness. When I awake, I shall be satisfied with your likeness. And so in this psalm, David presents us with um, two kind of pleas to God um, with regards to obviously a lot of the psalms of David responding to opposition. But what I really, really like about this psalm, and I'd like to use this as an opportunity to talk about a tension sometimes that we have as Christians. I don't know if you ever feel this tension, but Oftentimes, I've heard people talk about Christian maturity, you know, growing as a Christian, growing in our faith, growing in, in our maturity. and But then at the same time, it says that we should be like a child, right? So I need to be mature, but I should also be like a child. I should have the faith like a child. And there can be this tension of, I don't, I know that um, I'm never going to grow up and become like a partner in heaven and, you know, in heaven incorporated and whatever, that I'm always going to be God's child. But at the same time, there is this push towards maturity and me growing up. And I live in this tension between these two places. And David talks about both of them at the same time in the psalm and kind of gives us some keys, I think, in helping us understand. So remember, David, when he's writing this psalm, it's later on in his life, he has been the king. And so he's faced everyone with all their all the stuff that they've said in in the courts and all the words of people and all the stuff that people have said and he's sitting there and he's had to listen to all the politics that go on um you know with him being the king and being in the temple and there's also times when he was incredibly innocent and he was he was like a child he went and he killed when he killed Goliath it was like he didn't he wasn't trying to be the savior he was just like hey check that idiot how can you tune god like that stones Goliath dead he didn't do it because he wanted to be recognized. He didn't do it because he wanted to be the main guy or to, you know, up his social standing. He just did it because out of a simple faith. And so David had lived in all these different scenarios. He was a king. He was on the run. He was favored of Saul. He'd been all, the, all these different places. And yet somehow he's still able to come back to God. And, and this is the thing. David starts off right at the beginning of the psalm. He says, hear a just cause, O God. Hear a just cause. And he's got this confidence to come to God and say, Lord, I'm not asking you for something that, I, um, that I'm not sure if it's in your heart. I know that what I'm asking you right now is in your heart, 100%. 
there's this assurance that he comes to God and like later on he says, you've tried my heart, you've visited me by night, you've tested me, I've purposed my mouth, will not transgress, I've avoided the way. He's like, God, I know that what I'm saying to you right now is already in your heart. And friends, I think that's the thing of maturity, isn't it? That maturity is the fact that over time, I haven't run from God, but over time I've allowed God's word to test me and to try me and look through my heart. Like he said, um, where does he say that he is, um, you've tried my heart, you've tested me and you'll find nothing. And so David said, like he knows that God has gone through his heart. And what I've come to find is when, if I'm going to live as someone who's constantly independent, constantly doing my own thing, when the chips are down and I need to cry out to God, I'm aware of the fact that my motives oftentimes in that time, my motives are a little bit fraught. And I haven't had my heart tested because I've been doing my own thing. And so what happens when I come to God, I, co- I don't come to him with confidence. I sort of come limping in and I'm like, sure, can I ask God this? Would he mind? Um, is it in his word? And I, I don't come with faith. You know, uh, there's a, a friend of mine, Brian, who works for, works for Center Church. He helps us. He's kind of like a facilities manager. Brian's from Zim. And so Brian was illegal for a little bit, and then he got all his papers, and he sorted everything out. And he said, the difference now is, he says, now that he's got papers and he's legally in the country, he says, if he's driving his car and he sees a roadblock, he drives towards the roadblock. Because it's like, check me, test me. I've got my papers. I know what I'm on about. I know that, I'm, I know that I have a right to be here. And friends, I, I know that we know that we have this objective right because of what Jesus has done for us on the cross. But at the same time, there is also... A confidence that comes when we allow God to test our hearts and we allow God to keep working in us. Over time, the maturity, as time goes on, my heart begins to shift and I begin to know the heart of God. So that when I pray, I'm not coming to him begging and pleading and not sure, but I'm able to say, God, I can ask you for this with authority because I know this is already in your heart and it's in your word. And so that's the maturity side of it. That's the thing that God's calling us to. But then the other side, what does it mean when we should have faith like a child, right? The other side, and David says there, hear a just cause, O Lord. And then he says, attend to my cry. And uh, someone once said that um, there is mighty power in a child's cry to move a parent's heart. And David's crying out to God, this innocent cry, this innocence and earnestness, uh, coming to God, just God help me. And the difference is this, that, and, and I think, if I look around at our, our lives, so often our crying out, so often our speaking out, so often our words in, in the day-to-day, we're trying to leverage business deals. We're trying to work out people's motives. We're trying to see through people's double standards and we're trying to work things out and we're playing this game of shifting shadows and masks and all this kind of stuff and trying to get one over on, on someone else or trying to get the best possible bargain or the best deal or whatever it is trying to impress this person because it'll do me good in the future and all these kind of things. And I'm working this politics game. And David has seen all of that. Yet when he comes to God, he puts all of that aside. He leaves the politics at the door. And friends, can I say this? When we come to God, we've got to leave the politics at the door. We can't try and leverage God. God, I did this, therefore you must. And we can't because the moment we come and we start playing politics with God, we are no longer approaching him. Just with the innocence of a child, God help. A child doesn't have all the politics going. They're just like, dad, mom, whatever it is. And we ask. And and David says in the second line after that, he says, attend to my cry. Give ear to my prayer from lips that are free of deceit. 
And friends, what we're saying to God is honest. What we're saying to God is, Lord, this is really how I'm feeling. This is really where I'm at. I can pour out my heart to you. Because friends, if we're not going to pour out our hearts honestly to God and we're going to play a political game with God, then we're going to find some group of people and we're going to moan and complain and we find this other inappropriate and illegitimate outlet for our frustrations. And actually, we undermine our own testimonies. And so I'd like to ask us this question today out of this. If God isn't our father, then who is he? Because he said that he is our father. And if he isn't our father, the problem is he's going to be something else to us. And then we're going to start playing this politicking game with him. So can I encourage us that we go to God and we make part of our prayer in our journey. God, search me. Make it part of our prayer life. God, search me. I want, I want your heart so that I can ask you with confidence. And Lord, when I call out to you, I want it to be free of deceit and free of politics. When I cry out to you, Lord, I want to be able to cry out with confidence to know that I know that what is on your heart is also what's on my heart. And then I know that you'll come through for me. Can't wait to see you guys tomorrow morning.